Babylon, Wisconsin. As if senior year in high school isn't stressful enough. Football. Prom. Tests. Superpowers. A high school unlike any other. In a town unlike any other. Babylon, Wisconsin. Excuse me, uh, ma'am. I saw you pushing your shopping cart, and I believe you dropped this very sweet and heartfelt apology card uh, from your boyfriend. You must be mistaken. I don't have a boyfriend. You must be looking for someone else. Don't worry. It happens. Dana, come on. I said I was sorry. And you kind of have to admit, this wasn't really my fault. I mean, one could argue that it isn't really cheating if your mind is being controlled by someone else. Max, I really don't have time for this. I have to get this grocery list done before my dad wakes up from his afternoon binge nap. Well, uh, let me help you. At least with this uh, strength superpower thing, I can carry all your groceries at once. No. Bad idea. You know how my father feels about seeing me with football players. Well, at least let me carry him to your car. It's a big lot. I think it's better that we just call him even. Maybe this was a bad idea from the beginning. And the last thing I need is more distractions. I just need to make it to graduation. Then everything will be fine. We can all go our separate ways and... And what? I don't know. But let me figure that out. Alone. Later, Max. Perfect. Just perfect. Hey, Max! Oh, Steve. So, Max, I've been thinking. That's a new thing for you. (laughs) Funny guy. Seriously, now that we both know Vanessa is a crazy, controlling, psycho witch, why not get the old duo back together? Super strength and super mind. Out to battle the super weird. Sounds super stupid. Max, really, everything has gotten out of hand. Like, really messed up. I have no idea how to fix it. And, well, I really need a friend right now. You need a friend? I'm sorry, Steve. Remind me, wasn't there a reason we stopped being friends? Maybe when you put bets on our game? Or when you trashed the fall formal? Dude, they seemed like good ideas at the time. Next time you get a good idea, let it go. Because you've done nothing but mess things up. And now, thanks to you, I've lost Dana, my best friend, my my everything. And it happened because of you and Vanessa and this whole damn powers thing. Dude. Do you not get it? From day one, I was always the one she could count on. To laugh about schoolwork, to relax with, to vent about her father too. And now that's gone. You think you need a friend. Dude, my parents kicked me out. Steve, you've been selfish since this whole thing started. You messed up your own life. Now you're screwing up mine. I could help you, but I won't. You're on your own. Thank you for shopping at Babylon Grocery. Max, wait up. I get it. I've been selfish, but I'll fix it. I can fix it. Prove myself. I just... I can't do it without help. Maybe you could start by helping someone else. Max. Max, come on. Max. Max, I need you. What the... My hands. Jesus. Max, look at me. My, my hands, I... I don't know what's happening to me. Good heavens, Earl. I told you that I would return that dribble you call research paper tomorrow. It took me three hours to remove all the shards of beakers from my ward after your disastrous lab today. Remove yourself from the premises and allow me some peace to complete my work. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for Dr. Oswald. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a student of mine. Uh, oh, 
You must be the man I spoke with on the phone. You're Dr. Oswald? The expert on environmental genetics from the University of Milwaukee? Yeah, well, I still teach. It's just currently I find myself instructor to these hocked-marked high school simpletons who couldn't decipher... Well, what decipher would even mean? Sir, if we make it down to business... Ah, cutting to the chase, yeah. Uh, tell me, is that uniform outfitted with some sort of metal rod that holds your posture at such an unyielding vertical? No, sir. Just the government-issued uniform, sir. Oh, well, uh, what can I help you with? I have a pile of research papers to be created, and decoding the crayon pen formulas will take hours. I was wondering if perhaps you could give me information. I've had some interesting physical changes recently. Listen, young-ish uh, man. If that pertains to the military uh, lifestyle, I'm aware soldier finds female company and sometimes lists in sanitary ways. But I'm certain the doctor on your base could prescribe all the penicillin you've acquired. Sir, that isn't the case at all. A few weeks ago, I began to notice that when I come into contact with certain substances, something happens. There isn't any explanation for it. Nevertheless, it's been affecting my work, yeah. and I really don't... Number five. Another person. What substances? What happens? Please, sit. Explain to me the first occurrence. I was getting the commander's daily coffee. I observed the clerk make it. Standard procedure. I reported back to HQ, and I delivered it to the commander. He complained that it tasted terrible. I took the coffee back, and it wasn't coffee. It was motor oil. Well, I'm sure it was just a bad batch. No, sir. It wasn't the coffee. Two days ago, I was finishing proofreading a 300-page discrepancy report. I stopped to take a phone call from the commander. When I went to pick up my pen again, it disintegrated. In my hand. Then floated. Without me touching it. I then touched a stack of papers, and they became iron. Not heavier. Not even iron-plated. Completely made of pure iron. Fascinating! Absolutely marvelous! I disagree, sir. As I said before, it's affecting my work. If I have any more mishaps, it could reflect poorly on my military reputation. That's why I came to you, rather than the base physician. Not to worry. I've become quite experienced at holding secrets. But, please, would it be possible to see a demonstration of your recently acquired talents? That is the problem, sir. I have no control over it. It just happens. Ah, I see. Well, from what you've told me, the ability seems to manifest mainly when you're doing mindless tasks. That is the majority of my military work. I have an idea. I'm sure you're aware of water's chemical formula, H2O. Two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. I did take chemistry, sir, a long time ago. Well, this is going to get a bit more advanced. Now, repeat the formula on the board. All right. Two carbon atoms, six hydrogen atoms, bonded with an oxygen atom. My God! It's working! Look at it change! What's that smell? <clears throat> That's grain alcohol. Ethanol, to be more precise. That's a strong tool. You change the water into booze! What do you think this is? Cancer? Nein. We'll have to do many more tests to be sure. But my suspicion is this. The electrical storm has changed you too. You must have been exposed. And thus you have acquired this new ability. You can destroy unchanged objects. Move them. Beyond that, you can manipulate matter. Any matter. Into whatever you want. As long as you know the chemical formula of both what the object is and what you want to create. What can I do about it? We will have to explore the full extent of your ability. I've never seen anything like it before. It's, it's incredibly powerful. Perhaps dangerous. But if my suspicions are correct, you should be able to learn to control it. For example, learn to control what objects I can manipulate? The possibilities are endless. So, 
First things first, where were you a few weeks back on the night of the massive electrical storm? Good evening, Mr. Farrow. The usual? <clears throat> yeah. All right. With the whiskey, your total comes to twenty-six ninety-two. All right. Thank you, Mr. Farrow. Have a good night. <clears throat> hey, mister. Want to buy me a six-pack? That's an old game. You think you kids would get new tricks? Oh, we've got a few these days. What the? Is that a rock? Ah! Comfortable, Mr. Farrow. What? Where? Where? Use words, you drunk. Where am I? We're in your daughter's room. Dana, about five foot four, smart, cute, determined. Her father should be proud. Ring any bells? Did she put you up to this? Ungrateful little... Let me out of this chair. Ah! Now, Mr. Farrow, that's no way to talk about your only daughter. What? I think that you don't really understand what a wonderful girl you have. So I've come here to remind you. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm sorry. Where are my manners? My name is Steve DeColt. I'm a friend of Dana and her boyfriend, Max. I know you. You're that loser who got kicked out of Babylon High School. What the? Are you making this chair? You should be more careful, Mr. Farrow. Now your chair is broken. You should think about buying Dana a new one. Now up you go. Look around this room, Mr. Farrow. Look at how much homework is piled on your daughter's desk. Do you know how hard she works? Look at these walls, covered in posters of bands she loves. Did you ever listen to any with her? Take her to any shows? What's the point? She'd rather run around flirting with mindless football jagoffs like you. I should have known. That garter meathead was just the beginning. Careful now. That meathead is actually a close friend of mine. Exactly! Dude, Max Gardner is a good freaking guy. Must be. Just look at the company he keeps. Ugh! Ow! I really don't think you're understanding the point of this exercise, Mr. Farrow. You see, I've come here to remind you of the importance of family. And that you need to give your daughter a break. A break? (laughs) Great advice. Is that what your parents did? Sparks from your hands? Ha! <laughs> do you think that cheap high school magic trick scare me? And do you think your parents will give you a break for roughing up an old man? Does that make them proud? We aren't here to talk about <laughs> my family. Throw off all the sparks you want. Maybe we should be talking about your family. Maybe if your parents had ever disciplined you, I would be enjoying it quiet evening. If they had ever held you accountable, instead of raising a spoiled, selfish, trig-brained loser, I said we weren't here to talk about my family. Mr. Farrow, now, I think you should start treating Dana properly, or else... (laughs) Coddle her? Like your parents coddled you? You sound like my wife just before she ran out. She was as much of a bitch as you are a coward. Ah! What are you doing to my arms? I'm bleeding! Watch your mouth, Mr. Farrow. 
You're making me too angry. You don't know anything about me or your daughter. I know more than you think. I hear her in her in here talking to that Max, whining about some jagoff that's causing trouble. Steve DeColt, Babylon's fallen angel. Some friend, you attacked Max, her beloved Max. Threw away your future and a stupid bet. Ha! If I were your parents, I would have kicked you out years ago. Waste of space. You lecture me on how to raise a child. Your parents obviously did a great job. Ah! Ah! Uh, Mr. Farrell, I can't stop if you. No wonder, no wonder Dana turned out to be such a disappointment. With friends like you, she was poisoned from the beginning. I should have wised up and given up on her sooner. Like your folks gave up on you. Stop! You don't have any idea what I've been through, what I'm like. Shut up! You coward! Shut up! You, what are you? I'll, I'll do it. I swear I'll do it. Jesus, what if I... Mr. Farrell? Oh, God. He's... No pulse. Oh God, oh God, oh God, what if... It's too far. This is too far. Dad, I'm home. I knew I'm late. Mr. Fredericks kept me for extra practice. I tried to call, but there was no answer. Let me guess. Passed out in front of the TV? Dad? That's weird. But his car is here. Dad! Dad! Whatever. If he wants me, he can find me upstairs. <laughs> that homework is due for math tomorrow. I better... Dad? 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 Oh, Dad, oh my god! Oh my god! Dad! Dad! 911? Hello? My dad? It's my dad. He's not breathing. I I just found him. He's not... He's not... Send help right now, please. Please, oh God. Tune in again for episode 11 of Babylon, Wisconsin. This episode of Babylon, Wisconsin was written by Lucy Waters. Direction by Stephen Baker and Gregory Krajewski. Our cast featured Kevin Zarr, Don Kleppen, Anthony Kroll, Matt Palumbo, Kevin Peters, Rebecca Wallace, and Sarah Zwinklis. Music composed by Victor Chaga, Stacey Chambers, and Ramon Reyes. Production assistant Rebecca Wallace. Recording engineer Matt Rosicki. Post-production engineers Gary Craig and Mark Munger. Babylon, Wisconsin was created and produced by Columbia College Chicago.